This is an important message from the International Center of Importance. Can a guy pet a llama around here? This was only a test. Oh, my happy giddies. <laughs> you're all in for a fun treat of an episode tonight. Really, you're not going to say anything about it. What are you talking about? We haven't released an episode in two months without any explanation. Oh, oh yeah. You're seriously not going to address it? Nope. start from the beginning again. It was summer break. Okay, so it was like summer break and my best friend Liam invited me and a couple of our friends to his family's cottage. On Saturday morning, my neighbor Ryan came over to my place and his parents were talking with my parents while me and Ryan were loading up my dad's truck with our camping supplies. Okay, okay. So how many of you were there? In total, there were five of us going to the cottage. There was Ryan, Liam, Julie, and of course, me. Of course. Leah was Liam's girlfriend, so she was already at the cottage with him and Liam's family. My dad drove Ryan and I there, and Julie got a ride from her older sister. Uh, when we arrived at the small cottage, my dad parked off to the side of the dirt path near the cottage, and we all got out of the truck and walked up to the old steps. Ryan knocked on the door, and when the door opened, we all greeted by, we all greeted. Oh. Too many details with the drop off. Tell me what happened after the parents left. As soon as they drove off, Ryan pulled out two bottles of vodka that were tied together with a blue shoelace. He told us he snuck it into the bag from his cabinet home. He said that he tied it with the shoelace so they wouldn't fumble around his backpack and make a noise. Do you drink often? I've had a drink a few times before, but it was nothing something I look forward to doing, especially with Julie around. So you were kind of sweet on Julie then, weren't you? I had a huge crush on Julie, but the only person who knew that I liked her was Liam. Julie only tagged along to the cottage because she was Leah's friend. I basically ended up just bullshitting the afternoon away, talking about things from school and telling random stories. Eventually it started to get dark, so we went outside to the cottage and got a fire going and all set around. We were roasting marshmallows and again just laughing and talking. After about 10 minutes around the fire, Ryan went inside and brought out one of his bottles of vodka. He gave us each a shot glass and started filling them up. Don't give me too much. I don't feel too well. <laughs> I'll only give you a little bit, you sissy. I let Ryan fill up my shot glass because I didn't want to look like a square in front of the rest of them, particularly Julie. We all took our shots at the same time, and we all made faces disgust. I hate the way liquor tastes. Liam was the only one who was acting as if he loved the stuff. I knew he was acting this way just to impress Liam. He's always been the type of guy to act macho, but I never judged him for it. While we were around the fire, Liam talked about how there were expensive items buried in the woods left by people decades ago. Oh yeah? How did he know? He said that his dad told him the story a while back. Ryan suggested that we all go looking. Hey, I'm not really up to it. Besides, I like being around the fire. Internally, I was really upset. In all honesty, I wanted to just hang out around the fire and try to get to know Julie better. 
We all ended up getting up and going back inside the cottage for a bit so we could use the bathroom because we all knew that we weren't sure how long we were going to exactly be wandering around the woods. Liam brought the baseball bat from one of the bedrooms in the cottage. You think that shit is going to do any damage if there's a bear out there? If it's a bear, I'll just throw you at it as a sacrifice. <laughs> Liam led the way and we followed behind him. Julie said that she was cold. And then she grabbed my arm and started walking close to me. I asked her if she wanted to wear my sweater, but she said she'd be fine, and we kept walking. At the beginning, it wasn't that bad. If we looked back, we could still see the faint outline of the cottage that made us feel safer. After a while, we just started walking in silence. It felt eerie. Yes. Get out of here, you dumb vacuum. Jerk, I'm gonna go cut your brake lines. Jeez. Sorry. Go on. Julie was still holding onto my arm, and I noticed that the deeper we got into the woods, the tighter her grip was. No one spoke for a while after that until Ryan broke the silence. What the fuck is that? What, man? When we all took a glance over at Ryan, he was breathing heavily, and the beam that was coming from his flashlight was shaking. By that log, it was something, something wearing a mask. We didn't see anything, but we did hear noises from behind the log. We were all scared shitless, but Liam mustered up the courage to walk up to the log. He stumbled over some branches and dropped his flashlight. Ryan let out a loud shriek and his flashlight fell to the ground. He kept repeating over and over that something smacked the flashlight out of his hand. He was hysterical by this point. While we were trying to calm him down, we heard something near us. It was letting out heavy and deep breaths. We all stood completely frozen and quiet. The thing near us let out this muffled, gurgling sound. Hi, my name is Rocky Balboa. It sounded much like a bear, but almost as if a human was trying to mimic that sound. Liam told us not to move. He said it was most likely a bear that was circling around our group. We heard footsteps walking slowly around us. After a few seconds, Leah started to scream. My arm, help me! The son of a bitch is fucking grabbing me! She kept screaming over and over again, and we heard grunting of what sounded like a man. Once he got a hold of her, he yelled out that we all needed to run. We all started running. Adrenaline was flowing through me. In my mind, I had the dark feeling that whatever it was that grabbed Leah was trailing us. While we were all running, I noticed that Julie was still holding onto my arm. I started to tell her that she shouldn't do that because it could mess up our balance as we were running. Julie, you should let go of my arm. Julie? Hey, Julie? Julie's at the front with Leah, man! When Ryan said this to me, my heart dropped. I quickly clawed at the hand grabbing onto my arm and tried to pull it off me. It had a firm grip, and I felt hot breath near my left ear. I let out a small yelp, and I kept swiping at the area near my ear, and while doing so, my hand hit some type of plastic material. What happened? I told him that I think I felt something, but it was probably nothing. Keep on running. We got up to the door, and Liam yanked it open and held it open for us all as we ran inside and shut the door behind us. Fastened the lock from inside and ran around every room of the house, making sure that it was locked securely. We were all panting, and Julie and Leah were holding on to each other while crying. I went over to Julie and held her closely. She was crying softly on my shoulder and saying that she wanted to go home. I was about to tell Liam that we should call his parents, but right before I could get the words out, Brian spoke. Liam, where the hell is my other bottle of vodka, Liam? I left it right there on the table, Liam. It was there somewhere, man. Check your backpack again. You sure you didn't bring them both outside, you alky? I wanted to help Ryan search for his other bottle of vodka, but I didn't want to leave Julie alone. She was weeping, and it almost felt as if she was trying to whisper something to me. I figured she was probably just talking to herself because she was so scared. We didn't want to call any of our parents to come pick us up because we were afraid that they might have known that we were drinking. Okay, okay. So what happened after that night? 
Around a week before school started, my dad came up to me and asked me if I'd seen Julie anywhere. And I asked him why he was asking this. He told me that Julie's parents called him and said Julie went out a few days ago and had not returned home yet. I told him I never saw her since that night, and I let him know that I'd messaged some friends to see if they knew where she might be. Leah, Ryan, and Liam all said that their parents got calls from Julie's parents as well. While I was sitting next door on Ryan's porch with him one day, Liam and Leah came up and suggested that we should all go out and try to look for Julie. We thought it would be a good idea. As we all stood up and started walking down Ryan's driveway, all of our phones got notifications at the same time. There was a message in our group chat from Julie. There was a picture of her with her back facing the camera sitting next to a log. On top of the log was a bottle of vodka with a blue shoelace wrapped around it. That's it! I heard enough! <laughs> Judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> now they'll never know it was me the whole time. the boogeyman, the terrible, horrible boogeyman. I come in the middle of the night and frighten sad little girls like you. Please welcome to the show, the host of Mark and a Movie, Mark Tyler Hicks. Mark! Now how did you find me? It was easy. You were hiding in my recording studio. I'm being recorded. Indeed. Is that a problem? Well, it got me time off work, so that's okay. I never take time off work. I don't get sick. <laughs> you know I've never even had a stomach bug. My, my husband's work, they had like five people get it a week. Husband? You're gay? Is that a problem for you? Aries, you know I'm against all forms of love. I don't discriminate, and I have random stutters and Tourette's. Yeah, well, I guess sometimes it just sneaks up on you, I guess. We here at Happy Horror Coffee Break would like to take this opportunity to remind our audience that we are an LGBTQ ally, and we wholeheartedly stand against any form of discrimination based on gender, orientation, race, or religion. And anyone that has a problem with that can send your complaint to happyhorrorcoffeebreak at gmail.com. I will personally reply with a diagram showing you exactly how to shove it into your ass. Aries! God! Thank you. Now back to the show. Yes. Gay's easier. Gay's easier, guys. Just do it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, Mark, have you ever considered getting an assistant for your show? Uh-huh. <laughs> have I? No. <laughs> See, I, I, I think I'm just maybe a year or two older than you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I like the one with, uh, with the, like, the, the, was it like a vacuum cleaner with a wig on and everything? Pardon me. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And the monkey. Monkey. <laughs> they should have never taken anywhere because it was just always bad news. Oh, that's no monkey. <laughs> that's Garth Garfunkel. What? He just looks that way because he's died 2,349 times. Oh, seriously? And I only regret two of those. That makes sense now. That, like, totally makes sense. Now that you would say that, he cuts animals open for fun. Oh, my, no. <laughs> I cut animals open for science. I cut people open for fun. <laughs> uh, only the dead ones. Okay. It's more of an art project. You can see some of my work on YouTube. Oh, okay, now I kind of, okay, now I kind of get where this is going. Because I was watching the, um, 
the YouTube, because I'm more visual, I guess, me and our teacher. So I guess like the visual stuff really does it for me. One time I sewed Vincent Price's upper lip to a gibbon. <laughs> That's cool. Vincent Price was my best babysitter because my mom would just put me for the TV. We didn't have a TV. On account of the poltergeist situation, never let me nap during the day either. Obuhu, you're always the victim, aren't you? Yeah, it's funny because I always, I way relate more to the victims than any of the killers. Too true. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what are you doing later, Mark? I have to go take my Sabbath. Ah, neat. I didn't know you were Jewish. Jewish? What? Huh? What? Hmm? What? Who? What? <laughs> what? You said Sabbath, so I... No, like a black Sabbath. Instead of taking a bath, I have to go take my Sabbath. Oh, <laughs> I usually refer to my baths as me stew. Yeah! I'm just being silly. I'm never silly. No, but, but boy, I have stories, but no, no, nor am I. I find that hard to believe. This is like so not me. I don't drink. I, I don't give a damn if Leah likes me or not. Fuck Leah. I have no idea what that means. About a guy who's like, Wife is having an affair with his best friend, and they are trying to make him think that Bigfoot is attacking him, so he'll have a second heart attack and die. Sounds like a fun story. Yeah! Why don't you come to our camp out later and tell us another spooky story? Well, I don't know if it's what you want, though. It's it's not... Mephiscopheles will be there. We camp out with them every weekend. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. You don't mind getting lost in the woods, do you? Uh, well, I mean, let's see, the pros, you know, what happens in the woods always stays in the woods. That's a given. Damn right. Um, cons, ticks, Lyme's disease. That would be a, a big con. <laughs> I was thinking about this story. Ah! It's really short. It's 11 minutes. Are you okay with that? That sounds like a story you should say for later. All right. Are you sure? 100%. All right. Let's take a break. to laugh for some reason the dweebs at sound stooth do they go sit and laugh at the loony bin comedy club like a bunch of caged chimpanzees well if you ever find yourself stranded in tulsa you can laugh like an idiot too each time you go you can collect points because life is really nothing but a simulation and the one with the most points at the end wins or you can save those points and use them to get free Looney Bin tickets on their website or the Sound Stutha. Doesn't matter to me either way. Anyway, there's your commercial. You can leave now. Hey, Eeries! 
think you can get a fire going? Looks like they got it taken care of. Recording in progress. Hey! <laughs> it's our musical guest, Memphis Scopheles. Hey, what's up, man? Boris. All right. All right. Uh, any idea where Garth Garfunkel is? Well, we don't got much of an idea, but I mean, we're here to talk. I'm not hiding in the bushes with the band giving them makeup tutorials or anything. Garth! <laughs> yeah, make us look pretty. Yeah, make us look good. Is this what our weekly campouts have been reduced to? Well, we're di- we were just talking about a new record. We're trying to put it all together. You know, it's a lot of work. It takes us a long time to make new music, but we're really excited about it. Well, I know I'm excited for it to hit the road. <laughs> Can't wait to hear you all play at the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> it might be that one. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I think you're swinging above our weight. There's probably some uh, shit in little bar yeah. in the corner. <laughs> yeah, the, where's the local punk rock dive? What about Krusty's punk box over off of Exit 30? Yeah, I think that's it. That's yeah, the thing. You got to support the scene, you know, go out and hear the bands. Hell yes. That's where I had my first pig knuckle burger while some hookers had a knife fight. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking our language. Come to think of it, maybe it was just me shanking them. Who could care? <laughs> so how many episodes of your podcast have you uh, have you done? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't keep tabs on my success, you know. Oh, like a, a lot. You could say that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Cool. It is cool. No, it isn't. Nothing you do is cool. Hey! <laughs> Aren't we here to tell some stories? Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, why don't you get us started, then? All right, well, then we got to say something, like uh, um, maybe everybody can make a, a statement. Becoming a teenager and just listening to, like, getting like people getting fucked with. I mean, uh, that doesn't seem very spooky. Remember yeah. that show with the puppets? No! <laughs> no. <laughs> no puppets. Thank you. What's the big deal about puppets? <laughs> Isn't your animated show kind of like puppets? Same kind of idea. No, it's not. Let's move on. Look, he's turning red again. LOL. Shut up. We're just making it difficult for him. Yeah, animation's a pain in the ass. Yeah, someone has to sit there and draw the whole thing out. Hell's gonna freeze over, but I didn't deal with that video. Fine, if nobody wants to go first, I'll tell a story. <clears throat> Long ago. There lived a man, baby, named Finny McPrince. He could run really fast. Oh, how he loved to run. (laughs) But one day, a Lamborghini came and ran over his legs. The end. Wow. (laughs) What'd you think? It's really, it sucked for everybody. Yeah, it's very robotic and impersonal, and then... Yeah, so we're we're just a more traditional style band. I mean, we play, you know, we don't... We don't use a lot of loops or any of that kind of jazz, so we just... Well, I'm only one man. I can't be the writer and the talent and be 100% all the time. That, that, that's the beauty of having a large band. Well, you could change the view. You could change it to grid view. And... Five of us right now. Oh, five. Four. <laughs> what kind of stories do you write in grid view? 
songs. Songs. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah it's, 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 it's just really yeah. It's musical ideas before anything. He just he songs. Yeah. Then we Song graft on the Satan shit and <laughs> call it ska. I'm joking. No, you're not. <laughs> that is uproarious and highly amusing. Are you thinking of putting any of those jokes on your new album? We're going to see how we're going to see what we got, you know, and then yeah. we'll decide. We've yeah. been talking we'll about a double down. record, but we don't know. You know, that's a lot to see. It's possible. It might happen. You should. They're hilarious. We should talk about the meth seance. Have you have you witnessed that? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I played the part of the terrified bystander. Oh, okay. yeah. The meth scoffly seance. It's scary almost. Iris was the summoned demon. <laughs> she didn't. Uh, okay, job. Eat me, crab cakes. Yeah, it's eerie. Like, you couldn't have predicted that. It just... Hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> try, 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 trying to find food? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Garth brought some stuff. I brought wieners to roast. I scrounged them from a wrecked cargo ship. We're waiting for the fourth wave to just die. Okay. I have a ghost story. Say it to me! Yeah, this is nuts. This is real, too. My father died by year, and we had to keep postponing the memorial, and we just had it last week, and it was great. But leading up to the memorial was a lot of, you know, it was very stressful having to plan these things and then cancel them, and it was really hard on my mother, you know, it was almost 80. Anyhow, she was worrying about this, and she was fretting and frantically talking about it, and, and just as she got super upset about it, we heard this crashing glass in the next room and went in there and it was a it was actually a hot plate that they'd gotten for their wedding 55 years ago that had spontaneously shattered into a million bits just as her ranting about her stress about setting up his memorial had reached its peak true story heavy Heavy. yeah in the house now i will say this my father was a scientist so he would have said well, it's just that the thing wore out. It's 55 years old. It had been turned on and off a million times. So he would have said, oh, it's just pure coincidence. He would be correct. However. However, the timing was pretty freaky. Yes. Oh, Boris, you seem to have caught your weenie on fire. Ah! Okay, well, check this out. Old house, Manhattan, West Village, top floor, nice apartment, Greenwich Avenue. One night, my cat's sitting in the hallway. And it slowly turns his head as if it was following someone or something down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Nothing there. Okay, no right. bugs in the wall, nothing. Right. A few nights later, my sister comes to visit, walks in and goes, there's something in this apartment. Now, I never knew her to be that type of person, but I found that really pretty odd. Mm. After that happened, nothing else occurred. Fast forward all these years later, moved to this new place. One of two things happened. I had a family member visiting in one of the bedrooms. They walk in to go to bed, and there's this person by the window. Small person used to live here. And they stared at this person, this whatever, and then it vanishes. Found out about it a few days later. After we heard about that, something else happened in the same bedroom, which was a family member woke up late at night and saw three orbs floating in the room. After that, nothing else has happened for a while, except there was one occurrence that happened around two in the afternoon. There's one room 
just doors, you know, windows, basically, these glass doors, about one, two, three, four, five, six of them. They all started rattling one after the other, and no one was trying to get into the room. There was no earthquake, there was no rattling in any other rooms in the house, just that one. And after that happened, so far, it's been nothing, it's been calm, it's been cool. So that's my story for the night. Fantastic! <laughs> Let's tell some more scary stories. I got, I got one from our very first tour. We were driving from the outer banks of North Carolina. We had a, actually had a show. A lot of the shows on the tour were not shows. This was an actual show. We hung out on the beach for a little while, and then we had to drive from the Outer Banks to wherever we were going south. So it was like all through this really yeah. fucking rural, like pine, pine fucking... Pine saw, baby. Forests and like nothing for miles, like 40, 50 miles of just trees and road. And was, um, we played at Nags Head, right? Yeah. It was a, you know, we played for like eight people, you know, some drunk bar people yeah. at, on the beach. And um, it was foggy, like super foggy. And so we're just driving down this road in the middle of the night for like miles and miles and miles. And all of a sudden we'd come up on like this glowing area on the road. It just turns out this is dude, like all dressed in white just walking down the highway. Nothing behind him, nothing ahead of him, just walking in the fog. And we just kind of zoomed past him and a couple of us just kind of looked at him and go past. Fucking ghost if it was anything else. That's my story. You know what? I think I remember that night. That's when I locked the keys in the brake mobile and had to roll home on my hoverboard. Ah! So that's what happened to my car. Jeez, these stories are bringing me down, man. You know, we can uh, we can um, do something that people actually care about. Ah, like the new song release? It, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Anything besides another weak-ass story. And we're just going to play our hearts out.
for another exciting episode of Happy Horror Coffee Break Old Time Horror Radio Show! <laughs> Journey in the Woods, written by Trev Wavy, read by Mark Tyler Hicks. <laughs> Check him out on Instagram, Mark and the Movie. Fun cosplay and even funner movie reviews. <laughs> Random ghost story revisitings from the guys in Mephiscopheles. Musical guest, Mephiscopheles. For <laughs> the song, Let Them Come. Go check out some recent stuff on Spotify. Hey, go check out that Patreon. Sign up for five bucks a month and you can get in their seance once a week. <laughs> My spirits are tingling. <laughs> hey! You want a shirt? You want a sock? You want a hoodie? <laughs> well, my friend, you are in luck. You can get all of that crap at tpublic.com. Look up Happy Horror Coffee Break. All of my face on all of your stuff. Hey, cowboy! <laughs> Did you hear the commercials? Do the things! Oh, do you want to talk to us? Sure you do! You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's at Happy Horror Coffee Break or at Real Happy Horror, respectfully. Or you can email us. You can always send us an email at happyhorrorcoffeebreak at gmail.com. Or you can call us and leave a voice message, you old coot. Dial 918-928-5230. That is 918-WHAT-LATTO. <laughs> Other than that, you fricasseed fisties. Lay on down by the campfire and enjoy yourself a nice cup of roasted Milo coffee break. I heard the show, it was horrible. Channel four and a half. <laughs>